Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price top 10. I am Uhtred and destiny oh. is all. You like that, right? Is that good? Did, I just got did I sound like I got goosebumps. I am Uhtred and destiny yeah. is all. It's kind destiny of a weird accent, old. but yeah. yeah uh, but hey, welcome everybody. It's been a while since I've seen you guys since like last Thursday. It seems like so long ago to see our friends again. But uh, as usual, let's kick into the intro because you know what the show is? This show slaps harder than
yeah. I'm sorry, I had to play it because somebody requested it. So uh, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of slaps, <laughs> uh, people on the podcast who listen on the audio only podcast are wondering, like, what, what is that? That's why you have to tune in on YouTube at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays to see the video because that is a crazy fish video. Speaking of crazy fish video, Dark Side Jedi, see what's good to the people. Man, crazy fish. What's going on Tuesday night? It's a top 11. We got a good one this week, everybody, but I think you're going to get a few. So let's see what we got. An easy list, right, Justin? Yeah. Say what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. This is an easy list. Top 10. We are on the eve of Moon Knight, episode one, man. Oh, for me, Fun's it's only a uh, few hours away. Sorry, you East Coast cats. But yeah, so uh, I've already I've, I've read some un- non-spoiler reviews. They say like uh, the first episode is really good. So uh, looking forward to it. Staying up past midnight, past my mm. bedtime. But speaking of which, this show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. And this here top 10 list. Uh, check out, make sure you, if you go to WonderCon, as Justin and I will be going on Friday night, I think at 5.30 p.m., uh, and let me tell you the room here. There's going to be a panel, a cover Holy. price panel at 5.30 p.m. in room 208. So make sure you check us out. We'll be mm-hmm. over there uh, supporting our friends over at Cover Price. Shows also sponsored by our friends at Key Collectibles, Facebook.com and Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Key Collectibles, who will also be at WonderCon. If so, if you need to get a uh, facilitator, make sure you hit them up to meet up at WonderCon so they can take care of all your facilitating needs. Uh, the show is also sp- sponsored by our friends at KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Um, this bad boy is dropping tomorrow at yeah. noon eastern 9 pacific mm. zombies versus robots issue number one the john gallagher exclusive variant what do you know about zombies versus robots dude hey. this this first came out like i think i want to say like over a decade ago and it was an idw mm-hmm. title um and it was a cool story it's basically robots fight on behalf of humanity against zombies uh so okay. looking forward to this uh i think it was an eisner award winner too so uh that has that going for us. so make sure you check out Kara's comics on wednesday at noon eastern nine pacific for zombie versus robots issue number one use discount code or lotlb to save 10 percent off uh Kara's comics will also have a booth at WonderCons. um mike mayhew and will jack will be there so if you bought this bad boy by will jack Ooh. you can get it signed uh it's unfortunately it's sold out uh but there are regular covers left the signed copies are gone but i was told by karis comics that they are would they will have some comics at the show so uh you know you may be able to snatch a comic up and have the will jack or mike mayhew you know do a sign it for you and perhaps even even better get a remark you know what i mean that's always cool so once again, this is the cover price top 10 for the week ending March 28th or 27th, somewhere along those lines, a Sunday along those lines. So let's get right to it, boys and girls. As always, there's always a book that doesn't quite make the top 10, but is worth an honorable mention for the runner-up. And what do we have as a runner-up this week? Not sure how it's still on this list, but Ultimate Fallout number four is on the 11th spot. In 2020, Miles Morales went for a fan-favorite character to a modern-day Grail character. Sales skyrocketed in such an incredible way that he had no place to go but up pre-COVID. This enthusiasm has extended into 2022 as we continue to hear his potential live-action appearance murmurs. Uh, This week, 20 copies sold seven-day uptrend of 89% and had a high sale of $3,400 for CGC 9.8. Wild. 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 I got a 9.6, no 9.8. I'm not that lucky. 
Yeah, I have both of mine over at CGC right now, and I don't think they're gonna get nine eights. But I, you know, at this point, I don't think it matters uh, if uh, I mean, whenever we do get confirmation. Five thousand dollars. I mean, it's bound to once they really announce something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, a nine six is fine. Yeah. Uh, Prince Zodiac, the uh, uh, Zombies vs. Robots book is actually is a image title now. Um, I think when it first came out mm-hmm. originally, it was IDW. Uh, you know, back in two thousand four, two thousand five. But Image is doing the launch for it now. So the issue that's coming out um, tomorrow um, is going to be a. Uh, it's from Image. So I want to read it. it. Sounds really cool. Robots fighting zombies on yeah, behalf of yeah, humanity. Forget about it. All right, so runner-up is Ultimate Fallout number four. Everybody knows what that is. What do we got for number 10? Number 10 this week is Amazing Spider-Man number 265 from back in 1985. It's rumored that actor Christopher Abbott will be playing the foreigner in Sony's Craven film. In the comics, the foreigner was formerly married to Silver Sable, and this connection has allowed speculators to believe that Silver Sable may also appear in the film. Her first appearance in this issue moved 15 copies this week. It had a seven-day trend of 152%, and it had a high sale of $610 for a CGC 9.8. It's a good book to have. I think there's a second print silver cover, right? (laughs) Anthony Edwards, Foreigner sounds like an an 80s band. Wait, (laughs) I would say it even goes further than that. They've been around since the 70s, Foreigner. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's a that's a stretch to think that just because. Uh, but you know, uh, more power to you. There, I mean, there hasn't been any. Will spec. Yeah, shall, Lord, shall they spec? But you know, um, we've always known Silver Sable was coming, or it was developed, or something. I mean, mm. you know what was interesting? It was she was predominant featured so predominantly in the uh, the Spider Man PS4 game, if you remember. Uh, well, Silver and you Sable. Had mentioned last week also. That uh, wasn't there a planned Black Cat Silver Sable team up or something? Sony announced that like yeah. two years ago. Yeah, but we never heard it. That was the same time they also said there was going to be a Madam Web show. So okay, we right. know they're doing a Madam Web. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't know if they're going to do Silver Sable, Black Cat, and um, unfortunately, word of mouth on uh, on uh, Morbius is not sounding good, but not you know what? Things, but hey, I'm going to watch it anyway, man. It's I leave com- my opinion to my opinion. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. I'm going to watch it anyway because it looks cool to me. I hell, like I said, I even paid money to see Bloodshot. So what do I know? So Amazing Spider-Man two through two sixty five coming in at number ten. Right, another strong book on the list. Ah, the force is strong with number nine. Star Wars number two from Marvel nineteen seventy seven. So the Obi Wan Disney Plus series is so close, so close to the end of May. While we have the first appearance right here in this comic book, it t- continues to gain attention. Last week, we tracked 31 sales, had a seven-day uptrend of 97%, and had a high sale of $810 for a CGC 9.6. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The, so I, I, I shared in the Lord's live, ch- our private chat, that there's going to be a new Star Wars Obi-Wan series uh, for Marvel. And it drops mm-hmm. May 4th. May 4th be with you. Uh, that's pretty cool that they're doing that. Yeah, so uh, that if you cool. want, head over to KRS Comics to, you know, for your back issue or your uh, your your pulls as well. They already have them on there. The, over if, under if, on the variants. <laughs> oh, there'll be a there'll be a ton. And um, you know, it's not the first appearance, but you know, people want to see new stories and they're oh, gonna yeah. here's the here's what people are gonna assume that the new uh 
you know, I mean, from what I saw on the cover, it's like old Obi-Wan. It's not like the young version that we're seeing mm-hmm. before A New Hope. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time to be a fan, man. Good time to be a fan because uh, Ian McGregor is going to kill it, hopefully. Kill it, kill it, kill it. All right, number nine on the list is Star Wars. Number two, still undervalued at $810 in my opinion. All right, what do we got for number eight? Well, this is point one, number one. This is the Nick Bradshaw variant. <clears throat> This was uh, published back in 2011, and speculation is still holding out that Sam Alexander version of Nova will appear in the recently announced MCU Nova project with Moon Knight writer Sabir Pirzada. The current rumor is that the show will feature both Richard Ryder and Sam Alexander, with Sam's first appearance in this issue of Marvel Point One number one. Collectors are divided between the regular cover and this variant. Since Sam doesn't appear on either cover, Richard Ryder appears in the background of the standard cover. It's merely a matter of which one you like more. This Bradshaw variant sold 21 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 156%, and it had a high sale of 350 bucks for a CGC 9.8. I like to hear that. Yeah. So for the record, there is nothing said about Sam Alexander. They, the person, the writer of... Um, I think Moon Knight, right, is doing uh, yep. is doing uh, the Nova show, and they specifically said it's going to be Richard Ryder. Um, so you know, but you know, then it's people. You know, that's what uh, we do in our hobby, right? We try to think two steps ahead. So if, mm-hmm. if you know, if he's going to be there, but from everything I'm hearing, it's going to be Richard Ryder. That series leading into Annihilation and all those cosmic heroes. So I would probably spend my money on the nova annihilation run and those tie-ins as opposed to uh sam alexander which comes you know a while away his father was a nova Corps member and then um, you know, sam and uh, sam alexander finds his helmet and sam alexander is in the animated version too right i'm trying to remember yeah, if, uh, yeah. kids d kids xd it was yeah but yeah i want nova prime i want all i want powerful cosmic nova prime you know like from the annihilation series uh but you know, people are always trying to think two steps ahead when they're speculating. So uh, who knows? Maybe he will show up. But I, from what I heard, it's Richard Ryder. Who knows? Maybe down the future, down the road. But like to me, like a, a, if they do Sam Alexander, it would be maybe a Disney Plus show, not a big screen movie. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think it, it would have the pool. Uh, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. What's number seven on the list? So number seven, we got the JLA Avengers Hero Initiative trade paperback from, of course, that recently came out through Marvel and DC. So the recent health concerns around George Perez have spotlighted this one to have, as well as the community, contribute to vital organizations like the Heroes Initiative. The Heroes Initiative was created as a charity dedicated to helping comic book creators in medical or financial need. George Perez, of course, a founding board member himself, is an example of the comic book creator whose this charity is would be uh, greatly benefit from, uh, of course, with creating a lot of stuff with Marvel and DC came back together. The reprint, this classic crossover in a trade paperback limit to only 7,000 copies. It landed on this week's list in the same spot as it did last week, with selling 49 copies, seven day uptrend of 91% and a high sale of $380 for a raw copy. However, the fair market value is trending about $247. But once again, we ask for those who are reselling it to consider donating a portion of the Portion of the profits to the Heroes Initiative. Many sellers are doing so, with many contributing all of their earnings, which is fantastic. Initially costing only $30, this book intended to benefit the charity rather than create a rare exclusive with aftermarket value. Suppose we can work together to share these aftermarket sales. 
In that case, this limited trade paperback will be an even more significant success by increasing those initial funds raised and giving directly back to the creators that we love. And last week's show, I had given all a hope up on um, humanity. So I would like to think that we uh, guilted them into donating the proceeds. Come on, of, come on. I think yeah. when me and Zach were just ripping like, man, collectors are awful people with this and that. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, it, it, it warms the cackles of my heart to know that people are donating to the, the Heroes Initiative. You know, and you don't even have to buy this, resell this book to donate to the Heroes Initiative. You could always donate straight to the Heroes Initiative. Um, they have a lot of great things. I and mean, typically, they they may probably have a booth at uh, WonderCon too. They typically have sh booths at these shows. But so mm -hmm. a lot of these guys um, didn't make a penny off of, you know, or they did make money, but it wasn't money that may, they have now. They weren't as business savvy as the comic book writers and artists that are today. Um, that you know have larger proceeds and portions so it's good to see that um, you know here that people are donating some of the proceeds to the heroes initiative so number seven on the list is jla avengers hero initiative trade paperback once again you have restored my faith in humanity for a little bit longer all right, all right. <laughs> what do we got for number don't six let, don't let them down folks come on yeah so number six this week is ghost rider number 31 this is from back in 1992 and over the years there have been constant rumors and speculation that a Danny Ketch-led Midnight Suns is in development for Disney+. When another online source mentions the Midnight Suns, this and issue number 28, the first cameo appearance of Midnight Suns, uh, both begin to move in the aftermarket. Over the past few years, the market has favored issue number 28. However, this week... It's all about their first full appearance in Ghost Rider number 31. With 41 copies sold and a seven-day uptrend of 121%, high sale of 400 bucks for a CGC 9.8. That's nice. Yeah, Ghost Rider 28, is like they actually appear as a premonition. So, I mean, you know, it, it's always in our hobby – we always have to debate first appearance versus cameo. When now it's it's first appearance versus the uh, premonition of, right. of a team, right? So, uh, like you know, like I got a bunch of Ghost Rider twenty eights when we first broke it that the there was going to be a midnight show show midnight sun show. Uh, I don't want to. Two years ago? I don't know how long ago we were talking about it. Yeah, we had a long-term spec list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what led to this also was the Oscar Isaac was on Strip Marvel's YouTube channel, and he was like, I would like to, you know, be part of the Midnight Suns. And he actually named off members of the team. Like, he's like, I want, you know, Moon Knight. Uh, you know, obviously he's Moon Knight. He said, I want Daredevil. I want the, I want, you know, Ghost Rider. I want Blade. And people were like, whoa, he was very specific on that. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, we shall see, but uh, we're halfway through the list, boys and girls. So it's time to hear from our 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 sponsor, My Slabs. Are you tired of paying more than ten percent for your collectibles? Check out our friends at My Slabs. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over one hundred thousand slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 
20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace, by collectors, for collectors. Man, that Love dude it. does great voiceover work. I, I need, <laughs> I'm wondering how many takes it would take me to do that. I need to take some classes, right? Yeah, if you ever done a pre-recorded video, man, it, it, I've done those and try to read it from a script. It's like holy cow! And inflection is important, boys and girls, when you're when you're speaking, right? You don't want to be monotone. Do not remember to inflect. All right, so Ghost Rider number thirty-one, number six on the list. Remember, guys, take it out of the bag. It's not worth any more, much Oof, more it with damaged. it in the with uh-huh. it in the bag. What's interesting, you see that black squiggly line is from the bag itself. Um, so yeah, the um, first time I saw that, I thought someone took a marker. Exactly. And squiggled yeah. around it. Like, yeah, I wow. have about ten copies of Ghost Rider number twenty-eight. So uh, I gotta preach my own word. I've been just too lazy to take them out of the bag. But all right, oh, halfway there, boys and girls. This should be no surprise to anybody, since now that anything gets mentioned to be optioned for live action, people look immediately to the comics. Hell yeah, Voltron number one from Marvel Comics back in 1985. So per Hollywood Reporter, a live-action Voltron movie with Ross and Marshall Tuber to direct it ignites bidding war. Immediately lit a fire under this 80s favorite's first appearance in comic books. We've tracked 35 sales last week, had a seven-day uptrend of 154% and a high sale of $665 for a CGC 9.8. This book will hit a grand without a doubt, Ooh. that movie. Yeah, so wow. the, I mean, it's such a it's such a hot IP that studios are bidding for it. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. right now, Netflix has as deep as pockets as anybody out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, stuff. you know, yeah. I mean, they have such a huge subscriber base. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised where it ends up. You know, so so before it was just studios fighting over studios, but now you could have people like you know. HBO Max, Amazon Prime, or Netflix. You know, you ever you ever go see a movie in the theater and it says it's a Netflix movie, and you're like, "What? I could have watched this at home." Like you're like, you're like, "What the hell?" Uh, it's like a lot of them get nominated for Oscars that I haven't even heard of that were showing up that on uh, that were Netflix or Emmys, excuse me, because you know. Uh, long form storytelling, and they're, and they're like, where does this show even exist? And then you know, oh yeah, it was on Epics or fucking Netflix or no. some other weird one. I don't know. I I have so many subscriptions, so I gotta peep out Paramount Plus. Um, have you seen Halo yet? Is it any good? Is it worth my watch? I haven't watched it. I don't, I don't know. know. Don't have Paramount Plus. Anybody? I have, live chat? I have read that it's nothing like the game. So, but I have never played the game, so I, it wouldn't matter to me. Oh, then you're the perfect person to yeah, check exactly. it out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just hope that they, you know, they have the proper budget for it. I was you a know, Destiny uh, player. I mean, hmm. Paramount Plus. You know, I guess the Star Trek series have pretty good budgets, right? And they're, they're yeah, sci-fi. those were great yeah. shows. Yeah. There you go. Decoit uh, Cave says uh, Halo was great, so there you go. I'm gonna peep it out. Another thing I can add. Decoit, uh, is it is it a, a weekly episodic or is it uh, you can stream them all at once? That's what I want to know because uh, man, that really brutal is uh, waiting week for week like uh, they're going to do a Moon Knight. But you know, I guess that's good too. Water cooler talking. Spe- uh, tomorrow, uh, midnight tonight from I would say one a.m. tonight till whenever tomorrow. There's going to be wild ass speculation videos all over the internet's <laughs> about Moon Knight. I could already foresee it. If you remember WandaVision, the uh, people oh are going to do the same with Moon Knight since you know it's pretty. People have been pretty silent about all the characters in it, so we shall see, man. Um, remember Falcon Winter Soldier, almost the same thing, but not as much. WandaVision really had people speculating and all yeah, kinds did. of Mephisto. 
All right. So number five on the list is Voltron, number one from Marvel. Wow, look at that. Marvel in 1985. That was back when they used to have all properties, all kinds of weird cartoons and toys and stuff. All right, what do we got for number four? Number four this week is Secret Wars number two, issue number three. This is from 1985, and this issue features the first cover appearance and first full appearance of the Beyonder in his human form. This week, in anticipation of his appearance, played by Lawrence Fishburne in the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur series, 18 copies sold with a seven-day uptrend of 373% and a high sale of 150 bucks for a CGC 9.8. That 373% means that no one was buying it. And all of a sudden, here they go. Out of the dollar bins. Yeah, I just pulled one from my LCS today when I was uh, at the shop. Had like four bucks on it, 25% off. Nice. Can't beat that. Mm -hmm. I was actually wondering before we got these notes, what was the reason why this book was on this list? And then, and cover price actually didn't notate that in their website, so I was just kind of very confused of why I couldn't see that. Oh, and I'm glad now that we yeah, see well, how, we why the first no, appearance no. is. I didn't realize it was the Beyonder's human form. I thought it was like Secret Wars. What yeah. is he? What is he like an alien or whatever? Well, he and Secret Wars too. I believe he wants to see how humans interact. So he has a sweet mullet and a really padded suit from the eighties. <laughs> if you look in the upper uh, right where the cover price, the price is on the oh, upper left hand yeah. corner. Oh, yeah, and he has pads. this. Wow. He has like this mm. sweet. If you remember this Superman when he had his mullet, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, Gabe says, "Is is this the issue where Spider Man teaches Beyonder how to poop?" Uh, probably, yeah. So the Beyonder comes here, and he's kind of like he wants to know why humans are how they are, like uh, you know. And 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 uh, I remember like the Beyonder race most currently in I think was it the Hickman run on Avengers. Like there was a whole race of Beyonders, but they were not as as uh, this Beyonder was more like um, how do I say it? He's like maybe Mitzelplick or something. I don't know. He was just kind of goofy, all powerful, like mischievous, but. Or yeah, he was just like, hmm, why do you do this? Let me find out. What happens when somebody dies? Let me kill you. Boom. You know, it's just oh, kind, of, okay. kind of weird like that, but very uh, omnipotent. I love saying that word. Um, when I was a kid, I had when I used to read comics, they always say uh, omnipotent in the comics, uh, omnipotence, and I used to say omnipotent <laughs> until I, <laughs> and you know, as a kid, you know, you read, yeah, you don't know until right. I actually heard somebody say the word um, uh, um, omnipotent. Omnipotent and omnipotence. I kept on saying omnipotent, but you know what do I know? Hey, went to public right. school, man. Come on now. All right, so number four on the list is Secret Wars number two, number three for 150 bones for a 9.8. Wow, Not bad for a book no one's buying. That's crazy Sorry. that the Beyonder is going to be in uh, Devil Gu uh, Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur. That's yeah. that's that boggles my mind. That's <laughs> that's just crazy. And then I think, wait, well, there, and then you think Lawrence Fishburne is like you know typically these very serious roles. But if you remember, Lawrence Fishburne was in um, that TV show with uh, Pee Wee Herman, wasn't he? He was the yes, cowboy. He was. Yes, he was. Wow. <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, my See, gosh, I haven't thought about that. I, that blows decades. your mind away. Yes, yep. it does. There was a there was a Pee Wee Herman oh, show, and, the, and the, the the fisherman was uh, what's his name, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, but to think Larry Lawrence Fishburne did a lot of like really adult roles, but to think he played this weird ass yeah. cowboy on the Pee Wee Herman show. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Pee Wee Herman. When's the last time we had Pee Wee Herman uh, mentioned on this show? <laughs> All right, number four on the list, Secret Wars number Secret Wars two. 
That's, that's volume two, number three, boys and girls, if you're listening on a podcast. And if you are listening on a podcast, Alexa, play Lords of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. You're welcome. All right, what do we got up next? <laughs> oh, we got the other Nova. So number three is Marvel Point One, number one. So as noted, there are rumors that both Richard Ryder and Sam Alexander versions of Nova are in active development. Like the Bradshaw variant that was already on this list, this is the standard cover of Sam's first appearance which outsold the variant, sold 52 copies last week, had a seven-day uptrend of 153%, and had a high sale of uh, $400 for a CGC 9.8. Wow. Damn it. I need to find and see if I have these, man. Because I remember when these first came out, I didn't – nobody um, nobody really cared about them. 2011, nobody cared about them until they found out that there were these – there was little stories in there that featured, like, previews or, or uh, first appearances of characters, right? Um, but right. now – you know, so now every time a point one comes out, I flip through it to see if there's any new characters in I it. I think but, Kamala uh, Khan was the first one, wasn't she? No, that, this that, one. That, that I had, earlier. No, this one predates Kamala Khan. No, I'm saying that made uh, people focus on point ones. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah definitely that character. was the first one. That yeah. Okay, yeah. Significantly that one. Definitely that one. So, uh, yeah. Big old bald headed, uh, <laughs> and that's uh, and if you and another reason that you may want to get this is that's Defender Doctor Strange on the cover, and Defender Doctor Strange is going to be in the uh, 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 Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the ponytailed uh, kind of look. That's the same costume that he has into the Multiverse of Madness, which is, they call him Defender Strange because that was the one that formed the new Defenders team. So, all right, so uh, this next one should. Should not be a shock. You're probably wondering why it hasn't appeared on this list yet, but we've been talking about it for a long time. Everybody's been talking about it for a long time, and it's finally going to happen. Here it is, Nova number one. This is from 1976. What a year. What a year. Also, while Sam Alexander is unconfirmed, as we've said, Richard Ryder's Nova is almost a sure thing in the upcoming Nova project. His first appearance in this issue has been trending ever since Kevin Feige first mentioned it several years ago. This issue is on fire with official confirmation, and it has uh, 74 copies tracked this week, and it had a seven-day uptrend of 131% and a high sale of, get this, $3,000 for a CGC 9.8. Oof. And get your hands on, what is it called? Um... Super the, Adventures uh, number six. Super Adventures number six. There you go. Yeah, it's impossible to find. <laughs> so, you know, I posted on Instagram that um, the uh, first of all, number two on the list is Nova number one from 1976. Yeah. Um, that there was an article, whoever had said that uh, their Nova series is going to be made. They said the first appearance of no- uh, Richard Ryder Nova and the Nova Corps appeared in Super Adventures number six. And I mocked them. I was I was a little <laughs> bit wrong. Okay. But I wasn't completely wrong because it wasn't the first appearance of Richard Ryder, nor was it the Nova Corps because neither of them were mentioned. Um, but I reached out to Marv Wolfman himself and I asked him, hey, what is this Super Adventures number six? Uh, was it ever published? And he goes, it was a fanzine that Marvel Marv Wolfman did. And there's only 125 copies that were printed. 
I, I, I don't want to say published because published would mean that, you know, it got solicitation and went to an LCS and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I mean, he was probably selling them to his buddies, selling them to comic shops or whatever. Um, so there is a super event. And back then it was called Black Nova. It was, was the name of the character. Uh, he didn't have a name yet. He was he didn't have the Nova Corps yet. It was just known as Black Nova. And it's Super Adventures number six. I do. I go. I try to search. You cannot find it. It's a ghost. 125 copies from 1960, something 66, 67. You know, Marv Wolfman was doing a prototype for it. And there was a couple of copies that went up for a heritage auction about uh, eight or nine years ago. So whomever is sitting on those Super Adventures number six when Nova One comes out is going to get paid big time. So I'm pretty sure everybody's keeping their eye out for super. I mean, it's, it's pretty rudimentary. It looks like if I were, you know, making a comic book in high school, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, right. uh, and I think Mar Wolfman was in his teens at the late, late teens at the time when he did super adventures. Um, so it was just a fanzine that he did. And he just kind of created these characters. Interesting factoid. When Marvel went into bankruptcy in 1999, um, the, the debtors were calling, you know, obviously, if you know how bankruptcy court works, right? Um, so you have to um, give up all your assets. And it's typically the, the people you owe money to, the most money to get the stuff first. So when Marvel claimed bankruptcy, Marv Wolfman went to court and tried to get um, the, the rights to Nova, um, which I don't, which he didn't. The, the final judgment was, no, this was your, you know, your instance of it wasn't, you know, the true this, that, and the other. But, you know, that's not going to keep collectors right now, whoever has a Super Ventures number six, from putting it out there. So, you know, mm. legally, the first appearance of Nova number one is, nine, you know, is Nova, uh, first appearance of Richard Ryder Nova no, is Nova number one, 1976. But, you know. You know, there's always that, you know, kind of side collecting where if you want to find rarity. So if you find a Super Adventures number six, holler at your boy, man. I'll give you some coin for it. All right. So what do we got for numero uno? Number one, we got the new Avengers number 40. This is the 2008 one. So several online sources claim that the Amelia Clark, who is playing Veronki, the Scroll Queen. So while this means un- while this remains unconfirmed, these renewed interest of this has lit some fire once again in Veronki's first appearance in this issue. It sold 68 copies, seven-day uptrend of 154%, and a high sale of $392 for a CGC 9.8 for New Avengers 40. Oh, my big brother ETA Nick is in here. If you guys don't know who ETA Nick is, he is one of the OGs of YouTube, uh, somebody I followed before I started making YouTube videos. He has two copies of Super Adventures number six. Nick, uh, if you don't, if you want to give away one copy, I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, ETA Nick has been an OG of the comic book community, most, one of the most knowledgeable people on all the interwebs. Uh, peep him out. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so there's been recent talk. You know, Samuel L. Jackson's been talking about um, a new Avenger, or excuse me, the S- Secret Invasion and everything that's going to happen. So I mean, there's a lot of moving parts right now, man. Uh, I can't wait to WonderCon this year because, uh, or excuse me, um, San Diego Comic Con because you got to think it's going to be pretty big since Smart. You know, I don't think they Marvel has been or last year they had Comic Con at home, which was god awful. Um, mm. Trying to think, two years ago was was there? No, there no. Two years there hasn't been a San Diego Comic Con that had like you know full blown like movie announcements and everything like that. So uh, maybe hopefully this year they go big, man. So uh, con season is in full bloom, boys and girls. Out, trust me, I was in Vegas. It, things are back to normal. There are people everywhere. All right, so New Avengers number forty. 
Let me read this real fast. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's yeah. So the the, the articles I read about Varenki was she's gonna be um, check out Emergency um, Awesome or New Rock Stars, and they talked about how Varenki is gonna be actually playing um, the opposite of a heel. She's actually gonna be a good guy. So that's why you've seen her on the set photos with uh, Nick Fury and uh, Maria. Uh, what's her name? Hill. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, so, you know, long ago we had, you know, speculated that, um, that Varenki was going to be doing, I think we had a long-term spec list with Varenki that she was going to be the main villain. I think Varenki became like the skull princess after Galactus ate uh, the scroll homeworld. If you remember in the comics, Galactus was like, you know what? I'm hungry. I'm going to eat some scrolls. So and he just tore it up, but you know, he doesn't really eat worlds. He kind of sucks the life out of them. But anyway, <laughs> he sucks out their essence like but a, yeah like a skexy uh eta nick hey post uh, your super adventures number one on uh instagram or S- super adventures number six on instagram so we can see it or make he a video you made on a it. video of it already oh all right check out so po- you post your link in the chat so we can t- check it out i will look right now because uh if anybody were to have super adventures number six it would be my man eta nick mm. let me see all right eta nick here, I'll post his channel on here. You guys go check out ETA Nick. One of the uh, most knowledgeable people on comic books and pricing and everything. And he will give you your opinion, his opinion, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, any last words, Dark Side Jedi? Tuesday nights are always rocking. I saw a lot of tenfers or a few ninefers. There was some good, a good list this week. Um, I think that last one threw everybody for a loop, but uh, great list, great night, and we'll see you on Thursday. Justin, any last words? Yes, check out the latest episode of the Comic-Con podcast dropped last week. We had a really great uh, woman in the, the comic book community, Sade Page was on it, and then uh, as soon as this is over, right back there, I got 12 slabs, I'm on whatnot in about two minutes, so get your ass over there. Uh, Just drop the link. Minutes. Drop the link in there. Go check it out. He, he's getting. He needs some WonderCon money, son. Hell so, yeah! Uh, <laughs> uh, starting at a dollar for one minute. So get your yeah. uh, whatnots on. ETA Nick. Uh, hey Nick, can you tag me on uh, when you post the uh, Super Avengers number six on uh, Instagram so I can uh, share it out so people can see it? Because um, um, I would. I would like to see the video too because because uh, um, it's a weird kind of story, but it's called Black um, Black. Uh, excuse Black me, Black. Black Nova, right? But unfortunately, he lost the the lawsuit to gain rights back to it, and the debtors had it, so it belongs back to Marvel. But I was trying to ask Marv Wolf, and I said, "Do you still have copies left?" You know, I'm I'm not like I wanted to buy some. I was just like, you know, do you you know? Because surely he has the original art, which would be worth a ton of money mm-hmm. now if they ever made a Nova film. Wow. If you think about it, even though the original art on the Super Avengers number six is pretty whack, but if it does like it, but you know, whatever. Uh, there's there's original art of Stan Lee drawing that goes for big money too, and he's basically drawing stick figures. So um, you know you you never know, man. Uh, so yeah, uh, go join Justin over on whatnot right now. He needs some WonderCon money, and we will see oh, you guys yeah, Thursday for the comic for the Shakers of the Week. Till next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.